What's going on, every everyone? My name is Everett Delorme. Welcome to the Volleyball Source Podcast. It is Friday, April 23rd, and our guest today joins us all the way from the Czech Republic where he just won. Was it your first Czech Republic championship? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the first first one because last year doesn't count thanks to COVID, you know. Fair enough. Well, but, uh, but yeah. T- today we have Mr. Mark Wilson uh, joining us from Carlo Varsko uh, in the Czech Republic. Um, him and his club team just won the Czech uh, Cup. He played in the Champions League uh, this year. Former Guelph Griffin, former uh, Waterloo Tiger. Did you ever play for the Stratford Stingers as well? I did. I did. Yeah. Well, we're, we're the Cobras back then. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the Cobras. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that's the men's that's the men's team. The Stratford's more known for the women's team or the women's side of volleyball, which is the Stingers. So I played for the Stratford Cobras. And then yes, you're right, the Waterloo Tigers. And then yeah, uh, when so, I when I played against you, um, you were on the Waterloo Tigers. Uh, I think I remember playing yeah. you for Waterloo in Stratford in, at a 17U tournament one time. Um, we played at yeah. Saint, we played at the the tournament at St. Mike's, and uh, a bunch of teams went sled sledding out the the big hill in the back uh, at lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. first of all, how, how are you? Congratulations, you won your first ever uh czech republic uh trophy you played champions league for the first time this year there's tons of there's tons of stuff to talk about so first off uh how are you and uh yeah yeah well it's um i'm feeling i'm doing great it's it's went through a lot of different emotions um you know just recently just this last week when i won that championship because that's that was a that's you said the first czech republic but that's actually the the first gold medal i've ever won Wow. In, in all in all of my career. So it was, was kind of like a, a huge moment, uh, just a momentous occasion for me. You know, it kind of feels like you're you're working for for so long. Like I think back when you were talking about when I was playing Stratford Club Volleyball, it was like 2008, 2007. So it's kind of like closing in on 13, 14 years of, of play. And now because now we finally won the gold. So I'm over the moon. I'm over the moon feeling lots of uh, of. Uh, it was it was exhilarating. It was a relief. It was uh, and and then it was uh, it was it was interesting too because it was almost a disappointment at some point because I was done. You know, it's like when when you finally win something and you you uh, you kind of feel like you've accomplished and then the it, you almost get a sense of like oh well what now? Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I don't know. I just really like. I'm just so fortunate right now to be able to play the volleyball and to to live my daily life on unlike so many other people. And and when when we won the gold, it just like you know, uh, of course we celebrated, but then it hit me kind of four days after. It's like oh, it's finished now. I wanted you know I want to lace up and keep playing, but it was uh, yeah. So it was just it was just a full range. How, how am I? I've experienced all the emotions. Well, I mean, you guys had a pretty gnarly final series too. Uh, you guys were going up against uh, Seski Bujovis, um, Casey Shouten, uh, another Canadian guy. And if I'm not mistaken, did it go, it went to all five games? Yeah, it was as long as it could have gone. Yeah, it was, uh, there was, we played a best of five series. It went to five games and, uh, you know, it was the last, the last game it was in four sets. So it was one, one set short of being the longest season you could, you could possibly have. Wow. So it was it, here in Czech Republic, but I mean, it's it like, it's, I think it's, it's pretty short compared to maybe say France or something like that. Like they're still playing in their, in their finals, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a battle, man. It was a, it was a bloodbath because, uh, 
and playing against Casey was a, was a, an absolute pleasure because we've, we've, we've been on similar timelines, um, you know, growing up, we're same ages, kind of gone through similar programs, seen, seen, had a glimpse of each other on the national team. And mm-hmm. I've been watching him in Germany and it's just, it's just nice to have another English speaking person, you know, in the gym to talk at before and kind of after the games. Yeah. And so. I, especially two guys who are, you know, both such instrumental parts of their teams. You know, they, they were calling him, I've heard they've called him La Bomba uh, in uh, in Czech Republic. And I mean, you've been front and, front and center for your team kind of up front, kind of all season long. So I love seeing how... The, I got a lot of flack on my Discord this year for watching as much Czech Republic ball as I did, but there was so many Canadians in the in the Czech Republic. There was yourself. There was there was Casey, um, Lars, Lars, yeah, well Warren yeah, Taylor, Lars, yeah, Warren Lars Taylor and as Warren. well, and, and and Lars Bornemann, and then we'll we'll throw in Vicho uh, Paraguay in in there because sure. he, he played at Laval, yeah. so he's basically one of us. Um, and you know what what how what know, is we, the Czech Republic? Yeah, yeah. So now that I think of it, maybe we might have even been the most like Canadian populated league in 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 Europe. Germany, Germany had had more. Germany had had a few more. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Canadians, anyway, but yeah. Good beating. Um, so so um, Czech Republic is uh, is totally underrated. Um, I think it's a league that you know, from the foreign perspective is like, you, there is no perspective. Like people don't, un, people don't know what the, what the, what the country's like, what the people are like. It's, uh, you know, like my parents were calling it Czechoslovakia for ages. And I was just like, no, those are two separate countries. They've separated, you know, like anyway. So it's just like, it's, it's really, um, everything's kind of unknown. And then when you get here and you kind of realize like, oh, the, 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 the level of play is really, you know, on par. And, um, and, and that's why, that's why the champions league experience was so exciting because, um, you know, we, we struggled in the first round, but I think it's still, um, it's still a really new experience for a lot of the guys that were on the team, you know, and playing against big names and big teams. And, you know, even though we didn't win, win the games that we wanted to, um, I still feel like we performed really well you know i feel like we 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 represented the the country well and um and then once you you see a couple like like i'm 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 so excited for next year because i want to go back and i want to beat the team you know i want to beat i want to i yeah it was disappointing i felt like we could have beat trentino i feel like we could have beat frida shock and i felt we we could have beat nova sabersk well we almost did Especially playing Trentino did. in the, in that first uh, that first um, round where they didn't have their setter, they didn't have Gianelli yeah, exactly. and Namir exactly. was setting, and they exactly. they they surprised exactly. everyone. So, so it's like it's like it's like once you and these are all like extremely seasoned. You know, there's there's professionals and then there's these professionals, and um, and so once you once you get the experience kind of level is is that gap is kind of breached, then you have a few points that maybe go a different way that change. The outcome of the match because there was no like lands landslide set victories against any teams that we played against so mm-hmm. it was um you know yeah it's just a couple points difference and with the kind of experience and i think that we can make a big big difference next year at least that's what i'm looking forward to and um and in terms of sorry i'll, I'll come back to kind of czech republic it's um i guess the best way i could um kind of phrase it so that maybe people could understand the level is um i think 
the top four teams in Czech Republic um, could compete with um, most, if not, it, yeah, most of the teams in Germany and in uh, and and in France probably. I think for sure. I think um, that we would give anybody a run for their money there. So, so, so it's like it's like the kind of like hidden gem. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be like um, obviously Carlo Vasco, Seske uh, Bujvis, Dukla Libric, yeah. and then would you throw in like Usti as the top, the fourth team there? Is who who'd say there's a fourth team? Uh, no, I would I would put Prague. Oh, Prague, first. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, considering like they they just like in their Challenge Cup uh, performances, they almost upset uh, Zirat Bank, which is the first place team in Turkey, who just won the championship. Like. I don't know, two two days ago or something yeah, they, like that. They, like, they just beat like Kog and, and Graham Viagras and Fenerbahce in the final. So exactly. So they they, they took they took that team to golden to golden set. So I mean and that's the fourth place team in our league right now. So you know, you, you kind of get a sense of 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 where the league is at, kind of from those placings. I mean, I feel like guys our age have a certain view of the Czech Republic because we grew up uh, like you grew up as a uh, did you grow up as, as a hockey fan? Unfortunately, not. Okay. No, well, I'll, no, I'm, I'm just no. going to speak for myself. We'll get then. into that later. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll just ahead. speak for myself then. Whereas, like, growing up as a hockey fan, we had an acute knowledge of the Czech Republic because they were good, right? And and uh, like yeah, a lot okay. of a lot of Czech players who would come in and play in the OHL, play in the play in the, the CHL in, in in general. So for yeah, for the, me, the I Yager dynasty kind of thing. Dominic Hasek, you know, like yeah. you know the, yeah. the 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 list goes on and on. Um, hmm. So. For for me, it almost seems like, you know, it's it's almost that 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 natural transition. You know, they send their hockey players over here to come play hockey, and we send our volleyballs over, volleyball players over there to to play volleyball. It's a it's a nice little synergy we got with the the Czech Republic going on right now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I know there was. Uh, most people are pretty disappointed when over here when they uh, when I tell them that I don't play hockey or I never really played hockey because you know they they're they're so happy to see a Canadian one. You know, because we're polite and we have that that nice stereotype of everybody loving us around the world. And then I come to a country where they absolutely adore hockey and I have to disappoint, you know, person time after time saying, no, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't play hockey. didn't play hockey. You, um, you would have been a bit of Bambi on skates. You know, I'm six, uh, three and I was a Bambi I, on skate. I wouldn't say a Bambi, I but a, I was big. I was a Bambi in volleyball <laughs> and that's a non, non-contact sport. So, I mean, of course, I would, you know, I'd be a beanstalk on skates that, that would, that would be it. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I ended up playing volleyball to begin with was, um, my parents never pushed me into volleyball or any sports in general. Like my mother was a graphics designer and my dad is an architect. So I would say like, they're more of like artistic creatives. Mm-hmm. And, um, so sports was just picked up by myself and, um, yeah, I ended up playing, you know, trying out, trying out soccer and then I grew and then I was like, okay, well we can use the height somehow. So t- t- tried to play basketball you know, at six, seven, 170 pounds or whatever I was, which was, you know, yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. You were, you were getting uh, bumped I, around the paint a little bit, weren't you? I hated getting muscled around. Yes, absolutely. And by guys that were smaller than me, you know, smaller and wider. And so then I was just like, oh, okay, volleyball, there's a net in between me. You know, I can use my height. You know, no one's muscling me around. I can go with this. So then, that's how. That's how, I guess that's how it kind of started. That's my origin story, maybe. How old, <laughs> how old were you when you started volleyball for the Cobras? Uh, so I think I played a year of. Uh, it's like seventeen U, sixteen U, seventeen U. I think that's when I started playing volleyball. Was around six, sixteen or seventeen. 
Did, and then so, you, and then when did you go to to um to Waterloo? Because I remember playing. Yeah, okay, so, you, I remember seeing you for Waterloo in seventeen U, I believe, and that was the that was yeah. that was the first time I remember seeing you play um, play volleyball. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, we'll just you know we'll roll with the the origin story thing here. The, um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, so I played uh, I played for my home team, uh, the Stratford Cobras. Yeah, so it must have been sixteen U, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, that team folded. So there was no like men's club volleyball after that. And uh, so I just played high school and I have a very distinct memory of, of uh, playing in high school. And that was a year where we actually had quite a good team and we were hosting OXA. And um, I remember, and this was like much later, like the club season of that 17 new year had already started. And I remember walking into the parking lot after my, uh, the OSAP or OSAP, OXA um, had finished. And I just said to her, I, you know, I just don't, I don't want to be finished. And, um, and so she spoke to her sister, Linda Melnick, who is pretty uh, connected in, in the Ontario volleyball world. And she found me a, um, a spot on the Waterloo Tigers. And it was like the most daunting thing at, when I was 17, because I just got a message from my aunt and said, be at this school and knock on this door. And so my mom and I got in the car and we drove down to Waterloo one night and it was pitch black and there was no lights. And I was basically just walking by myself. Um, I forget the name of the school. I wish I knew the name of the school. Anyway, down this basically side alleyway of the school. And then I found this big metal door and I was just like, okay, maybe this is it. And I rapped on the door and, uh, and, and then of course somebody opened it up and then there was a bunch of people playing volleyball in there. And then nobody knew who I was. And I was just like, you know, is this the Waterloo Tigers? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I met Dave Steiner, who was, uh, he was uh, left side in Libero for the University of Waterloo at that time. And mm-hmm. he was the volunteer head coach. And then he just, he's, you know, he welcomed me in. And then of course they were happy to have me because I was just this big giant walking into the as as the, any vol as any volleyball team happens, exactly, you right, have a you have right? a big Especially guy walking into the gym. You have a big guy right? walk in the gym. You're like, yeah, yeah, come. Yep. You don't know how to pass. Yep. You don't know how to serve. Doesn't matter. Come, 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 come. Yep. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that was Dave's total mentality, and it was just like, okay, yeah, sure. And sure, like, what a, what a perfect roll. what a perfect dude to kind of get you started off. You know, Dave Steiner is one of those guys who just loves volleyball, and you know. Yeah. I, well, you know what, here, I'll say one thing. Um, cause he, he was like, uh, he, he was, he probably doesn't know how much of an inspiration he was to me. Um, um, cause I don't think I've ever said this to him or out in public, but, um, I, I really credit, um, basically my whole story to him. Um, because that year of 17 U volleyball, um, he basically, no one knew who I was too, right? Like I started playing 16, you like the Cobras was a tier two or tier three team. Like no one knew who I was in the volleyball world, right? I, I joined really late and, uh, and we had a good enough season. Uh, and then at provincials, we, 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 we just, he basically said to me, Mark, he designed a defense around me and my size. And he said, Mark, just go, go block the biggest guy on your team. I don't care about anybody else, you know, or the big, the biggest guy on the other team. And, uh, and I remember yelling, he would, he would yell at me on the side of the, 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 the court, like, like to, to go block a specific guy. He would just be like, Mark, go, go, go. Like just now, you know, cause it's like, I had no experience and I had no, you know, I just, 
had a little bit of high school volleyball in this in this crappy club team. Oh, sorry, Cobras, but we were kind of not very good. And um, uh, and then and then I uh, I won an All Star because because of basically his direction. And then the All Star led to the Team Ontario, and the Team Ontario led to universities looking at me, and then universities experience led me to learn about the national team and learn about pro and then and then now i'm talking to you and now so, you're winning championships and playing in champions league and he's the best of the world so you were exactly so, so you were essentially like inches away from never playing volleyball again because you didn't have That's volleyball right. this is why I'm, I'm so huge on we need to support volleyball in small towns because there's yeah. so many stories like like yourself you know i talked to i spoke to nathan del guidas with a fantastic year up in up in uh, uh, Serbia, he's from Cochrane. Um, you know, like I, there's so many guys like you. I think in town, little towns, not only across Ontario but across Canada, maybe the U.S. as well, who would be such phenomenal volleyball athletes, be such great volleyball players who would love the sport and just never really get a get a chance. So the fact that you were able to. You know, it almost sounds like a sketchy drug deal or like an underground poker game. No, that's exactly where, like, what it was. Where that's you're exactly like, you're like, was. okay, that's I'm walking it. down this dark alley, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And rapping on this steel door that, that was just like, you know, I felt like the only thing that could have made it better is if there was like a latch, you know, and then there was just like a hole, you know, that instead of opening the door, it was just yeah, password. Was password. Yeah. And then shut it. And then. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's how it, that's how it all started, kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I hope Dave watches this. But yeah, it's it's and and he he's he's really inspired me to 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 coach after. I know for a fact that that I want to, you know, I want to pay it back. I want to go full full circle, and I want to make I, if I could make a career out of coaching, I I hundred percent would because it's it's um you know and and I um he inspired me at the same time like I um. I coached a 17U team for the Guelph Griffins, like it was, uh, and um, and I still talk to one of one of my players, and uh, you know he was anyway. It's just it just it just feels really rewarding to to inspire people, and and you know, and I agree with you with the small town thing, because it just takes kind of like one moment sometimes. That's all about that. You know, you can just show somebody what volleyball is, and they may not even know in a small town, and it can totally changed her life you know Absolutely. so and it's and it's i and 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 all that effort is 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 worth it you know even if you just get that one player right and and for dave that was me it was just that you know so that's, yeah that's cool to think about that's crazy dude like you were so close to never playing volleyball again and mm -hmm. just as i said you were you know winning championships yeah. and, and playing champions yeah, exactly. and, and now you know yeah. you're gonna yeah, be there's able no club in my town you know, you're going to be able to, to, to bring that back. And, you know, even guys who, like, there's guys who have played on the yeah. national team who have, who have never played Champions League. And you're going to be able to bring that back to kids who may not know that pro volleyball exists. And you'll be like, no, 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 I played Champions League. Like, I played against some of the, the best in, in the world. And that's, I mean, those are experiences that you're, you're you know, you're always going to remember. Yeah, and, and that's I fantastic. I think I have a I have an interesting story to share with some people and and you know hopefully they can learn from from the, my mistakes and 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 even some of the good things that I've done too along the way so and so yeah you know it's 
Go ahead. Well, I was just about to say, you know, it's funny that you mentioned uh, that kind of playing on that team led to playing on, on Team Ontario because, you know, I just interviewed TJ Sanders last week and he was a member of that, that Team Ontario uh, a team. And, you know, that's two very different, two very different paths and kind of directions, but they almost end up in the same spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I Gosh, I'll, I'll tell you a story about that. Um, when I was on that team and uh, and playing with TJ, like like I remember watching watching him, and he was uh, he pretty much a superstar. Of you know, he played for Forest City, that was a really decorated club. They, you know, they had a lot of really good good players, and and he had you know, and he was just really talented. It was just really obvious. And uh, I remember actually, uh, and this is me, you know the the guy who won an, uh, an all-star because his coach is telling him where to go and where to block and coming in and i felt like oh just just um so out of place when i was on that team initially i remember i remember there was one time where i had to talk to my coach because i just broke down because i felt like i i didn't deserve to be here because i was playing with you know tj for example and i was just like holy smokes like these guys are so much better than me and it was just like I felt like there was a, there was a, there was an, I think one of the, the reasons I was on the team too, was because they, I was big and people are like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's see, let's see, you know, he's, he's not that good here and there. And, and, uh, and well, let's, let's just see if he can do anything. And, uh, and I guess eventually I did some, something somewhere. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience as well. And I think like, you know, from maybe from a coaching, now that I'm talking about it, maybe from a coaching standpoint, it's that, it, you know, I think that's one thing that I would love to give back when I, when I come back is create a, create a program or, or something that, that exposes volleyball um, to people at an earlier age that gives them the opportunities to, you know, to explore basic skills and things like that. And, and, you know, a, a better foundation so that you don't end up because um, there's, you know, I, I think um, Canadians are known or at least on the teams that I've known for is that we've been the, the biggest, strongest guys on the team. And uh, and there's a lot of like really physical people coming out of our country. If you look at like some of the young guys that that are playing for the national team right now, they're like touching 12 feet when I was when I was playing was like there was like one dude that could do it. And, um, and then now like, that's the standard. Right. And so it's just like, I would love to, to be able to, yeah, to, to just bring back my knowledge at an earlier age for some of the kids and things like that. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's, that's a crazy, that's a crazy story and such a, you know, and, you know, having coached before, I know that exact thing where you're talking to a taller player. And they have that notion where like, hey, I don't belong. Because especially at the younger age groups, taller players, like probably 16U, 17U, 17U especially, that's when height really starts to focus. But at 16U, you can still be a 5'10 left side or even shorter than that and have success. And, you know, if you're a good athlete, you know, it, you're, you're going to be successful. Um, and, and all the time, like I remember... I remember Phil James, for example, um, you know, yeah, okay. and he okay. was, a, he Perfect was example. I was with him. Yeah. yeah he, I was with and, him. and he, and he was always a shorter middle blocker, you know, around six foot six. And I remember when he didn't get picked for the uh, junior national team in 2010 and, you know, everyone was kind of, all the Ontario guys were being like, man, Phil James is better than Lucas Van Burkle and blah, blah, blah. Like, why did they pick Van Burkle? And I mean, 
I still think Phil James, actually, him and I, um, I, I know you're good friends with his fiance Maya, uh, as well. So I, I actually hung out with yeah. him in a, in a park uh, a few weeks ago. And Phil was still like, well, Maya doesn't know yet, but I'm, I'm going to go back to play pro and, and, and stuff like that. But uh, it's it's interesting how um, we, we give those shots to those those taller guys. And sometimes it doesn't work out. But in your case, it, it did. And uh, at that age. For sure, because I could I competed against Virgil for sure for a long time and, and never got picked as well at the national level. Yeah. So you know, but anyway, that's that's a whole another topic. But yeah, it's 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 uh, especially at a young age too. It's 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 hard to identify you know who's going to grow and who's not going to grow too. Exactly. But, so I mean, they always say it, you can't teach height, and yeah, uh, but you exactly. know, once like at that point. I'm guessing that the trajectory in your head isn't, you know, I'm going to go play pro. I'm going to go play champions league. It's probably, Hey, I'm going to go to school. I get to play volleyball. I'm going to get, you know, my, my education. And then, and then I'm going to con continue on from there. At what point did it switch? At what point did you make that switch? And you're like, maybe like, maybe this is for me. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so after I, After I played, after I graduated from high school, so I did a fifth year and, uh, and I was trying to choose what school to go to. Uh, again, it was just like, like I'd only been playing volleyball for three or four years at that point, like, like competitively at all. And, uh, and, and so I had never really even, I didn't even really know what professional volleyball was. I didn't know that the reality existed. And uh, I was just trying to figure out like, oh, okay, like I'll, I'll, I'll keep playing volleyball at school. And so golf may be a good offer and, um, or, or I, I had a good scholarship opportunity there. I had family connections. And so I chose Guelph. I was choosing between Guelph and McMaster at the time. And at that time they had won, uh, or they had lost, they had just lost in the finals to Queens. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, a medal, um, they just won a medal. They're giving me, you know, a scholarship and, uh, and a chance to play. Um, and so as, as soon as, as soon as, and then, and then I, thought because I was like I, I liked playing with the provincial team and the way that, that it made me feel you know I felt honored and I felt like I was you know an elite and um, um, and so that kind of made me hungry to be on the national team you know it's just like the the essence of growing and to be great at something you know it's it's a pretty common inspiration for a young person I think and um, and and so then when I started to, you know, understand what the national team was and how to try out for it, that's, you know, in the earlier years of my university, I kind of then began to explore what professional volleyball is. And then, you know, it just kind of grew. It just kind of grew over my university career. And then, um, you know, by the time I was in my fourth or my fifth year, I was just like, this is what I'm, this is what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go, I'm going to go make this work. And, um, yeah, and so it just kind of turned out. So it just kind of it kind of grew in university naturally. And then you you spent a little bit of time at the FTC one year or two years at the FTC. Yeah. So, um, well, I uh, I tried I, I tried tried out for the national team um, from my first year all the way to my fifth year of university and never made the cut. I never got selected for the team, and then um, uh, I. I I was, uh, I later found out that they were impressed with how relentless I was because, uh, I think the one thing that, that I, the record that I have that nobody else has is the most attempts of making that team. 
think it's like I'm seven for nine attempts <laughs> on making that team. And, um, and so, so the reason that they took me in the fifth year, um, I went to the national team was, I believe was because for one, I'm graduating and I knew I was going to FBC. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, they could have me for a summer and then a full training year and then another summer again, if I, if I succeeded in that tryout and I got really lucky because in that tryout year for the second time, um, there was lots of funding in the program. So there was lots of cards, there was lots of positions. It was just after the Olympics. Um, and so it was, it was kind of like, almost like the provincial team again, where it was just like, this guy's big. Uh, you know, let's, let's give him another try. Let's see what he can do. Um, and, um, yeah, so that's, that's, I think that's how I made, how I made the national team. Do, do and, you think you wouldn't have made it if you hadn't tried out all of those consecutive times beforehand? You know, it was, it was almost one of those things where you'd be like, man, Wilson's been here every single time he's given a hundred percent, 10% every single time he's come to this tryout, like he's big, he's physical. Let's put him on the team. And at the very worst, he's going to be a, gr- you know, he's going to be a great teammate. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It was, it was just like, I knew that, I knew that that was, that that was, um, that, that, <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like I just wore them down eventually, you know, it was just like, just, just, yeah, I, 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 I later found out that Vincent Pichette, the, the assistant coach was at the, um, who did, who was at the FTC, mm-hmm. the time that I was there, um, later on to previous years after I had gone away from the program, they, he described me as being relentless. Like, you know, like making this program isn't an easy thing to do. Like, you know, for example, Mark Boston had to fail five times or four times before he got on the team. And, um, and so I, I, I admired that, you know, like a secondhand compliment was kind of nice. And it was kind of funny to be admired for how many times you'd failed rather than how many times you'd succeeded. But hey, um, you succeeded at the end of the day, right? So that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got there. I got there. It was, it was, it was a, it was a battle, but, but I got there. And, uh, you know, Everett, I wish I could have stayed there, though. I'm still trying, you know, to, 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 to be a part of that roster, but still, it's still continue to, to fail. But, you know, you're st- still going for it, eh? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I, you know, I'd love to, it's always a dream, dream of mine to represent my country. And, and I would always like to be a part of the roster, but be as good as some of the guys on the team, but to be better than them to be picked, I think. But, you know, it yeah. Is what it is. yeah, I mean, the, we, we just re- uh, announced the, the next gen roster, as they're calling it, which is, is essentially the B team. And uh, yeah. it, it's, it's pretty loaded. I, I was kind of thinking, you know, at what point do we start looking at guys who are in pro and start considering them for, you know, for the B team, for the A team? You know, especially guys like your, yourself who are maybe a little bit later, later bloomers, but they're showing, you know, promise in, in, in good leagues. Yeah, I mean, I can understand their angle by taking, uh, by using that program as to to foster young talent, um, because I think that there's um, there's a place for um, national level coaching to high level players to make the to breach the gap. You know, there's, I and maybe and maybe maybe that's that's not necessary, um, or it will it will become obsolete later on because you're seeing more and more guys coming out of university and just going straight to Europe, but. I think it's, 
I think it's in, I think it's important to keep young guys on that team because um, I think there's still um, a big skill gap between university and 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 professional play in Europe, and there needs to be an avenue to breach that gap, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think so. And and then and then obviously, if you have those guys in pro play, then they could you know be called up to the a roster later in life. So I can understand the cycle, but. You I wish I was a part of it. You still want it. I can, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. Are, are you a big proponent for like the NEP FTC uh, path? Because I know that there's, in talking to a lot of people, it's maybe like casual volleyball fans who are aware of, of pro volleyball. They always seem to view uh, FTC or NEP as a secondary choice. And I have a long-term, I've for a long time been a proponent being like, guys, if you look at, if you look at the athletes who have gone overseas and are having prolonged good careers outside of the national team, those are all guys who grinded it out at, at the FTC. Um, you know, yourself, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about my Ontario boys right now and like yourself, Jory Mantha, Ray Zito, like these are all, these are all guys who are at the FTC at the same time as you. Um, you must yeah. men mention Casey, Casey Shouten and who are all playing pro volleyball somewhere at, at, at a very high level. Whereas the superstar guys who just kind of skip that sometimes after a, a year or two, they weren't ready for that reality of playing professional volleyball and have already fizzled out. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's an important part. Um, like, like I said, though, I wish it wasn't, um, I wish it, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing though, at the same time, because, um, it needs to be there because the opportunities and the level just isn't good enough to, to, to teach or to compete against in our, in our, in our university systems or, um, or I shouldn't just say that that's just the problem. I don't think the exposure, the exposure and the understanding of, of the level um, goes both ways. Like Europe doesn't really understand, you know, what level the university at level is at. But, um, you know, it's, it's, um, I mean, I, I felt like the amount of things that I learned in, in club and, and an FTC and at university, you know, was here. And then as soon as I went to FTC, with what Vincent taught me, you know, like my volleyball IQ went through the roof kind of thing. Like there was just so many intricacies and details and, and the way that he broke down each skill down to its foundation and kind of retaught a lot of things to me really, really helped um, reach, you know, for, for me to get to Europe. Because um, when you get here, like that's, those are all just standards. You know, like, like you, you have to be able to complete, uh, you know, many different skills and doesn't matter your position. And so at least for me at the time, it was, a, I would, I would describe it as a, as a complete necessary gateway to, to the pro life, like, like 100%. Um, um, yeah, but as, as the level of, you know, increases at the university level, which it, which it has for sure, 100%, um, you yes. know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's if it's as necessary. Um, the only thing that maybe I, I think that you you'd have to watch out as a young guy is the is maybe the potential workload, and uh, and taking care of your body because I think that's that's something that's that I know I did it as a young guy and you know I put 
all, you know, my body on the sidelines sometimes and was lazy and, and, uh, and I certainly paid for it later on. And I know some guys have retired from it as well. And so there's, you know, the FTC again was kind of an eye opener in terms of like, okay, this is kind of the workload that I need to be expecting. And you know, that, yeah, that, that standard of workload. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So. I've always found that the FTC doesn't only teach you like at the that NEP, point, you know, yeah. or, or the NEP, yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it, Sky Dome, Rogers Center, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> you, you, it, it's not necessarily to teach you how to play volleyball. It's to teach you how to be a professional volleyball player. And I think that yeah. that part of it is overlooked. You know, what's it like to only have workouts? Like you're doing two a day workouts and you're, you're training all the time and that's all you have. You don't have other projects to, to do for school. You don't have exams coming up. Um, you probably don't have your girlfriend around. You're probably not really going to that so, many parties. Well, maybe, maybe you, 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 maybe you're a little bit different because I, I know you've been in, you know, you're, you have a, fi a fiance um, and you've been um, with Darrell for, for a long yeah. time, but the majority Nine of years. guys, the majority of guys are, are coming to the FTC single. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, here, you know what? I'll, 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 uh, I'll speak to it in kind of a, a reverse manner. The times that I spent, um, so I spent five years here in, in, playing professionally now this is my fifth season that i just finished two years and, in france uh, and three years in czech republic that's correct yeah and um and so i i've learned to kind of forget about age when i'm playing volleyball you know it's 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 not it doesn't matter how old you are it's like it's what's your volleyball age kind of thing like how many years have you been playing right because there's i've played with loads of guys that are so much younger than me because they've been playing in Europe since, you know, they grew up. Like there's so many guys on my team that played, um, like they went to volleyball high schools. Like you played, you went to high school and you played volleyball. Like that's, that was what you guys did. It was like, you, you know, it's like the university, but it's at high school. It's at that, that age. And so I've learned to, uh, to think about, um, Sorry, here one sec. I gotta find my train of thought again. I I've learned I've learned that um, yeah, you, it doesn't really matter how old you are. It's just how good you are and how how you've played in terms of age. But then there's sometimes I find that um, they're the the younger guys. They don't know how to be professional. They lose that kind of professional you know aspect, and it's something that we Canadians and as foreigners kind of learn how to be adults and you know kind of grow up in university mm -hmm. like that's something that i kind of like it's it's a it's a big benefit because you learn how to be you know just an educated person basically mm -hmm. and so you kind of lose can you know some some things on in, in the side so it's um i think there's you know because I, I guess i'm just describing two different systems there's one benefit where there are guys who grow up and with volleyball and, and all they learn is volleyball but then there's there is definite benefits to our system where you know, it's, you have the school mixed in there as well that, you know, teaches you how to grow up and be an adult kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely think that we're going to start see, and I think we've already started seeing it where more and more foreigners are targeting U sports schools, uh, maybe even some CCAA schools as well to, to come get a, an, an education, but also further their, their volleyball careers as well. If you look at, so. if you look at how many Canadians, uh, both on the men's and women's side are playing professionally across Europe, um, 
you know, and, and if you look at events like the, the Can-Am uh, event a few years ago where it's obvious that, you know, the Canadians or teams are going toe-to-toe with the best American teams, like, I think that that's starting to open up and that people are around the world. I mean, Trinity just signed uh, the junior national team setter from, from Germany. And, you know, I, I think I think an educated volleyball person will kind of look at Canada and be like, well, I can go to Canada and get a really good education from a really top-notch, uh, you know, school and also play some top-notch, top-notch volleyball and go play kind of where, wherever around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I hope it's, I hope it's the case. I mean, plus I love, you know, Canada is such a wonderful place. I want more people, uh, you know, in the volleyball community and in Europe to experience it and things like that. And, um, the more interest that people have in that program and the more people you, you, you reach from, you know, the better it's going to become. So I hope it's the case too. And I didn't know about that Trinity Western thing where he's some new talent coming from, from afar. That's really exciting. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we've seen it from others, other schools, you know, Brandon and uh, Laval, you know, Thompson Rivers, they've always been known for kind of bringing in, in foreigners. And I mean, a lot of those guys are playing on, on their national teams, especially the Auss- Aussies uh, kind of overseas. But yeah, it's starting to see like you're starting to see top notch talent really look at U sport and be like, hey, like, I think Canada is a place to go. And I think that's exciting, you know, yeah, uh, especially when you're looking at the NCAA right now. And I think that the United States is in a serious like crisis almost where if you look across the NCAA, the best players in the NCAA are. All right. Sorry about that guys. I just had a, a, a bit of a bit of technical difficulties there. Um, but yeah, basically, basically as I was saying, you know, um, I think looking at the NCAA, um, they're in a bit of a crisis. Like if you look at the top teams, all of their best players are foreigners. I mean, even if you look at, at UCLA, uh, one of their uh, first team All-Americans all is a Canadian guy by the name of Cole, Cole Ketrasinski. Whereas in Canada, um, we are developing our own talent here at home. And I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why we've seen such strength from Canadian volleyball over the past you know, decade or so. Yeah, okay. So you're suggesting that, you know... It, I'm uh, I'm suggesting like, basically that like we want to let foreigners in, uh, but at a limited yeah, but level. There's a risk. Yeah, but there's a risk. I think that that you know we don't want to. Uh, I also think that there's more opportunities to play here maybe than than in the states uh, at the university level, and that I think that we've really benefited from you know keeping our talent here here at home in in Canada, and now other countries are are seeing that that benefit too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's tough. It's it's like when, when you when you say that, I kind of think of like from a European perspective. Like when I when I think of countries that have foreigner caps, you know, That's, and 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 I kind of think of the the essence of like what professional is, and 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 a, and a part of me like. Uh, like I agree, I agree with it to, to some extent, right? Like you, you know, you want to have your the nationality, uh, you know, the majority of of your your players from that nationality. I can I can respect that, but at the same time, like if you want the the industry, the club, the exposure, the just everything to grow, I think just naturally it's going to grow with um, the level of the league. Mm-hmm. You know, the better the sport the more popular it's going to be 
you know, the more money it's going to produce. So it's, 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 uh, in terms of like allowing foreign players into, um, into, into any program, I suppose it's just, that's, that's a challenging, challenging kind of balance because, you know, how much do you want to, you know, support your home country opposed to support, you know, the volatile industry within that country, I guess, is kind of like what you have to kind of question. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's multiple ways to do it, but it's very exciting where we're at right now in in Canada. And I mean, you're a, you're you're a prime a prime example of that. Now, are you heading back Thank to you. are you heading back to Carlo Vasco uh, for next season? Are you still kind of in that contract negotiation stage? No, um, no, I'm I'm happy to to say that I've uh, I'm staying with the club. Um, they've I had um, like I was quite happy with with the exposure that I got in Champions League and I thought that there might be an opportunity to to look elsewhere or you know per se upgrade um but I did also really strongly consider the opportunity of re-signing if the club would have me um just because there's 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 so many unknowns I guess in 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 uh in taking there's so many risks in signing to a new club because um, all you ever know is what you see on paper in a contract, you know, you know how much money you're going to get and that's, that's about it. And you don't know, you know, what apartment you're going to be living in. You don't know what the people are going to be like. You don't know what the food's going to be like. You don't know what the, what the city's going to look like. You don't know anything. And, uh, and I've just been really fortunate here because it just takes off a lot of boxes. You know, I love the city. I love the people. The club takes care of me. And, um, you know, we are in the, the running to win a championship there's the repeat in performance in champions league or the opportunity to play in champions league um so just it kind of ticked off all of the boxes so i was just happy to kind of resign and and to to just to continue my my small little legacy here and uh yeah so hey man i, I think stability is a great thing you know um i i it's, it's something you just don't have in this in this career you just don't. It's just not. It's a risky. It's totally unstable, and you, you just don't know what to expect. So as soon as you can expect things, it becomes quite appealing. Do you feel like you're becoming part of the community there too? Um, so, um, the Czech language is really, really challenging. Um, Slavic languages in general are just like super hard to understand and pronounce and like like i've always just thought that some of the words just sounds like baby talk i i, I maybe that's crass but it's just like like uh, hello in czech is dobri den and goodbye is uh naskalano or that's like good evening and it's just like it's just jumbled up mush basically or at least that's what it feels like um and so uh where am i going with this the la the language barrier has made it difficult to be a part of the community for sure, you know? Um, but the that doesn't stop people from trying to interact with me, which is kind of cool. I have um, after, as, and it's more, most recently now, after we won the championship, I've had quite a few instances of people recognizing me on the street and saying, hey, you know, congratulations and things like that. So I know that I've done something for, for the community. And, you know, I've made, I've made some people proud here. Um, and then there's the, you know, the other, the, the sponsorship things that we have to do 
with the club that they give back to the community as well. But uh, yeah, it's it's um, the the way I can contribute to them, I guess, is is by performing and winning, and that seems to make the people happy around me. Oh, that's great. Is it you know because Carlo Varsco or is it's I'm I'm looking it up right now on my phone on, on Google Maps and it's actually yeah. Car- Carlo Vivari. Um, I'm technically, but it's, it's, it's what I'm guessing yeah, is, is a small, is yeah. a small town compared to, you know, somewhere like Prague. Yeah. So Carlo Vasco is, um, um, so Carlo Vasco is the region and Carlo Vivari is the city that I live in. Okay. And, um, what's, yeah, what's so the population? It's, it's quite small. I think it's like 30,000 or something like that. Okay. Like it's, it's not, it's not that big. You'd have to fact check me on that one, but so it's like smaller um, than Guelph. But yeah. It's. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. It's, it's, it's very small. Uh, well, it's, I don't know. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't, but it doesn't feel that small. Um, I guess I guess maybe because I've lived in, uh, in Stratford all my life and that's a similar population at around like 32,000 or something like that. So to me, that's my city and that's, that's what big is. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, a. Uh, it's a small town kind of experience and it's a, it's a beautiful little city that's kind of nestled into some valleys and some, some mountains. So it sounds, it sounds picturesque. I mean, before we started recording, you were telling me how you're going to go check out a castle, um, you know, this weekend and I'm here in the most locked down city in the world and seeing a castle right now would, would be really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, like I, like I was saying before, before we started the, uh, the, of course, uh, Czech Republic's been battling with COVID just like the rest of the world, but uh, we're coming down off of, off, uh, off the tail end of a third third wave right now. And um, and I was I have a couple of weeks before I return back to Canada, so I thought, why not just go for you know a beautiful scenic walk and kind of enjoy the the sights while uh, while while Darrell, my fiance, and I still can. So yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful area. I would I would like. Um, it's hard to I, maybe it's hard to talk about travel in the with the state of things but you know in five or ten years or however you know it takes the for the world to get back uh to normal um i think czech republic is 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 someplace that i would recommend everybody to visit because it's prague is like prague and carlo Vivari are these like really magical places that they're i don't know i when i when i when i went to prague i kind of felt like it was something out of a, a disney book or something like that like it was seemed so untouched mm. um by the war and things like that and and the architecture is very distinct and it's yeah it's yeah it has it it's it's definitely unique for sure that's that's great. That's that's what's what's one thing that's so great about playing professional volleyball is it just gives you these different experiences in these different places that you would never really think of living, you know, and when growing up in Canada. Yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah, that's one of the benefits of the place. You know, it's like it's it's um, I have to. I think you don't get as much of it as you think, though. Um, to, to be to be quite frank is that like i i the best memories of travel i have is around christmas like when we actually have some time off because it's like and that's and that's the other that's the other thing i was talking about about the the risk is because uh, you know i know a lot of guys when i was going in growing up with in university kind of thing um in volleyball the idea of playing professionally just to go for one year for the experience 
uh, like that's like a very common kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's like, because of the risk of you, you don't know what the city's like. And really, over the course of the season, you have a couple, you know, if you're lucky, you get a week off um, at Christmas where you can go and travel somewhere in Europe. But then for the most part, you live in your city. You know, you, the, the, the place you travel to is your city. And uh, because even though you travel away for your way of games, you know, it's, it's a tight ship. Like you don't, you don't, you're not able to go off and go sightseeing for two hours, um, you know, upon your arrival or something like that. Right. Like it's, it's, it's no to the grindstone. You're here to do your job and play ball and that's to play volleyball kind of thing. So, so it's, uh, so that's another reason why, you know, I would love it. Yeah. If any, if any, you know, future Canadians get an offer from, from, uh, from DK Calabasco, one of the risks that you're, that, that you can eliminate is living in a city that, that you'll appreciate and you'll love is because it's, it's a beautiful little small quaint town and it's close to Prague too. You're, out, you're just out here you, recruiting. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's like one of the, yeah, I got, I've talked to younger athletes before and, and it's, it's, uh, and it's hard to kind of wrap your head around what, what, what kind of reality is. So if you can, the, the best people that you can talk to are the people that have experienced, I guess. You know, now as you, you've played, you know, you're going into your fifth year professionally. Um, and and mm-hmm. as you mentioned, playing professionally coming from North America is is much different than playing from Europe. You know, there's guys who are playing professionally and, and are on, on squads at, you know, 18, 19 years, years old. Um, whereas, you know, you joined, you didn't start playing professionally until you're what, like 23, 24? Yeah, that's correct. So, yeah. you know, like... Yeah. It's it's obviously it's it's almost like a, a delayed career, but you know it, at at this point, are you kind of looking at it and being like, hey, I'm gonna kind of run this as, as long as I can, maybe even see some other countries uh, as well as along the way before I head back to to to, to Ontario to start my coaching career? Yeah, um, for sure. So <laughs> so so I um, um, Durrell, my fiance, we we met each other in university. And um, and in the early years, you know, when the relationship was feeling was going pretty well, I made it very clear to her that um, uh, this is going to be long distance at some point in time in our relationship. Like if we're going to be together, I'm going to go play, play professional volleyball. That's something like if we're going to continue this, that's we we need to be we need to discuss that and be aware of it. And I said, uh, and so I, you know, we kind of, we kind of discussed it and, and thought, you know, I was like, uh, I'd be pretty good to play till, you know, three, maybe four more years till I was around like 33, 34 kind of thing. And she was like, yeah, okay. All right, sure. You can go do that. And, uh, and, and so, so that was kind of the, the, uh, the idea that, that we kind of came to and the timeline that we kind of made. And, uh, and at that point in time, when we, when we were discussing it, you know, back in university, um, um, I was, didn't know if I, my body was even going to be able to hold out kind of thing for, for that long, but it turns out that, um, actually I think that's like one of the biggest things I've learned how to do over, over my professional career right now is that, cause I feel better than I did at my first year of university or sorry, university, uh, professional pro career. And, um, 
And so, yeah, so I think, I think I'm going to spend one more year with Calabasco and, and uh, try and have some uh, good performance in Champions League to create some exposure and some, some traction for some, some other teams. And, and then, yeah, I would love to play in, in another team um, to kind of, um, yeah, just to, just to have another experience, basically, because um, that is one of the benefits of the job. Like, like you said, is, is kind of, is kind of, you can kind of just jump everywhere. You kind of play, play one year, play one year there if you're lucky enough. So, so yeah, I, I would, I think, I think about 34 and then uh, hopefully, and then we can hang, I hang the boots up. I don't know. We'll see, see if things are, are going really well. And then Daryl will have to, Daryl and I will have to renegotiate our deal. <laughs> so but she's, she's with you in, uh, in uh, Carlo Vasco, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So, yeah, so she, she, we we've been we've been together for nine years now, uh, and I think now we're just reaching the point where we've spent more time together than we were apart. So this is this is our this was our first year together where, um, where there was no distance. So she arrived with me in September, and and we spent, and it's going to stay like that now. So. It's exciting. Can can I ask? Like, be, you know, does the does the club yeah, like help take care of that and, and stuff like that? Do they you know help her? Oh yeah, so, and stuff? so yeah, 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 exactly. Well, um, you know, we've the visas and things like that, Everett, are I think the most stressful part of of the travel uh, because it's like um, I've had experiences where the club will say like, oh yeah, we'll take care of you, and then then you'll need like a document that was that takes like i don't know three months to process in canada and and then you're you're risking having to be like sent home um uh, because you only have a 90 day like tourist visa like when you when you first arrive um but so so from that experience we've always just found that um we just kind of take care of it ourselves so we've been able to find a way to get her a visa um like a long, long stay, like travel, or uh, there's loads of different classifications. Um, but yeah, another recommendation for any any uh, younger professionals there or or aspiring professionals that to try and take care of that visa stuff on your end as best as you can. Like pretend that nobody knows anything, and then just try and explore and figure it out on your own. And uh, but yeah, so she's been she's she's um uh, that's not to say that the club doesn't help in in some aspects you know here and there um um but yeah so we've we've been uh, i negotiate a you know an apartment that's that's big enough and suited suited for both of us and uh and she's actually uh she's a uh, been a professor this past year so she's been teaching at wow. the university of toronto university of mcgill and university of dalhousie so she has a uh, uh, doctorate in biomechanics and so that's what she's been teaching online with wow yeah and i mean everything can just be done remotely right now so that's that's fantastic i mean i'm sure it's a little bit yeah. difficult with the, the time change but at least you guys are ahead and and not behind you know at least she's not in canada exactly. trying to teach in europe where she has to wake up at 4 a.m in the morning to 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 teach, yeah. a, to teach a class no that's that's the case yeah yeah i mean i don't know if i mentioned it when when we were uh, if you were recording or not but i we both are really just living in a dreamland because it's um you know because everything's digital she's she's had work opportunities because of um you know all the lockdowns and uh and and because of the 
um, sport was continued in Europe, I still get to just play volleyball. So we, we're, we're very fortunate. We've been pretty, really happy with, with what we've been able to accomplish this year. I mean, at, at, from your own words yourself, it sounds like you're living the dream. And I mean, at, at the end of the yeah. day, what, what I love so much about, I mean, the reality is, is that you're not playing volleyball to make big money. You know, you're, it's no. like that, like that notion that we grew up with as like a professional athlete in North America is a vast, is so far from the reality that is playing pro pro volleyball. Um, yeah. and, and I think at the end of the day, just, you know, being happy and having those experiences to me from, from all, everyone I've ever spoken to who's played pro that that's a win. So I'm, I'm very happy for you that that's the case for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, that was actually the uh, the the biggest thing. Yeah, I talked about kind of like the emotions I went through after I won the championship, and um, that's you, you really kind of like um, you you know you you found something that you love uh, when it's when you don't have it anymore, right? And as soon as it's done, it's 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 really like it's it's almost disappointing in a sense. And that's kind of like where I was going with that. Like I did do really love waking up to play this game and you know it is for the money it's like you know you it's it's volleyball players don't make the the amount of money like by professional uh, north american sports standards by any means and no, um, you guys basically make the and, per diem of a of a yeah. north american athlete <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly okay. exactly so Enti entire actually, entire I, I, clubs uh pay salary will be less than like the league minimum for one player in north america yeah yeah you got to start tacking zeros on the end of our contract for us to uh catch up but um um yeah so it's it's um but the, uh, actually i'll i was uh, i was thinking about this the other day is um i'll come back to the language and uh when i came back to czech republic the it was the first time where i didn't have a teammate that spoke english and that was like a, another kind of awakening of okay you know do you really like what you do because you when you're stuck in a world where it's really difficult to be social and you can't really make friends and you know all you have and all you know like the one language that you do speak with them is volleyball um that's really kind of eye-opening because i went through a point where it was just like okay you know what am i doing with my life do i really like this and the answer was kind of yes yeah i do you know volleyball is enough for me to just inspire me to get up every morning and to and to like you know like what i do so because it's um yeah it was kind of an interesting kind of ex experience when because my first two years in france i i played with ray zito and brady mclean and steve irvine and from the states and um and then uh and steve hunt in my second year in france so basically i had you know I had the wingman throughout my first two years of pro. And so those are some pretty good wingmen, not to, not to mention, you know, like yeah, those are quality exactly. people for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it was, it was a different experience, but as soon as you come to Czech Republic, that was like, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the thing I've, I've learned to, that I just, I, don't know, I just love doing what I do. You know, I guess. and I have to say like it, it shows like it, it really shows. Like I remember watching you in, in that first champions league round and being like, man, like it looks like Mark is just out there having fun. Like, it oh, looks, um, it, I'm glad it, you noticed that. It looked like you were, and I mean, it looked like you were just there to have a good time. And I mean, especially like 
not saying anything bad about your club, but when you're coming into Champions League as as the Czech Republic representative, it's not necessarily oh, like, you're expected to get dusted. You're now. expected yeah. to get dusted. So, and it yeah. truly seemed like you were just there to enjoy the experience, and that's what it seemed like you did. Oh man! So it was like it it oh that was a uh, yeah yeah it was incredible because um, there were so many things flowing through my mind. You know, I was it was, it was like I was I wasn't nervous at all um until i scored my first point it was like the 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 beginning was like it was it was a mix of happiness and nervousness and i always said to my uh my like one liner after champions league was like you know the i think the sorest muscle in my body after that performance because it was it was three games back to back to back um it's it's it was heavy this year man i don't yeah, know how you guys yeah. did it and uh, and i said i said the sorest muscle on my body was my face from smiling because I couldn't stop smiling when I was on the court. I was like, because I idolized, I idolized so many of the players that I was playing against in university. Like, and, and to think like, you know, do you just see them as gods? You think that they're like just these absolute monsters. And then, and then two where, so, so that was like the first kind of like thrill was like, Oh my God, I I'm here. I'm a, I did it. I did it. I'm jamming. Oh my God. You know, like I just couldn't stop smiling. And then, and then I scored my first point and then, then it just like, you know, the spot, the smile went from here to here. Cause then I was like, Oh, I'm here and I can play with these guys. Holy smokes. These, you know, it's, it was like a moment where, um, you, you meet your heroes for the first time and you kind of realize that they're just humans too and they just make the same mistakes you do and 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 then i realized i can do the same things they can do and uh um yeah it was just like it was so thrilling yeah it was just I, and i'm glad that you, you know you could see that on camera that's funny well i mean it seemed like the camera loved you um because <laughs> you know it, it, it was on it was on you a lot and yeah it was great to watch it it you know, especially like like we're we're friends, and I've I saw you you playing growing up, and saw you playing at, at university, and just realizing that dream that, as we said before, even if you're one of the top players in the country, you may not play Champions League. Like for example, I don't know if Gord Perrin has ever played Champions League before, which is crazy to think about. Which he'll go he'll go down in in the annals as one of the greatest Canadian volleyball players of all time, but. He just never played on a Champions League team, and that's not saying anything about it. you know that's no, that, that's no. nothing against him. It's just you know sometimes the cards fall fall that way, and and the yeah, cards yeah, fell yeah. in your favor where you not only get to play was, once, but you're going to get to play again next year, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the I always just found that uh, I always knew that my champion playing in Champions League was one of, was always one of my goals, um, and what was cool about this was because absolutely like it, it can be total luck. It, it, and, and I imagine a lot of the time it is that you can, you know, you can just get, um, you don't know who's watching you or, you know, at the, at the right time to get the, you know, to, to have the interest in you to get the offer. And you don't know if it's going to be on a first place team or, you know, what opportunities there's, there's a loads of like chance that, that, that are things that aren't, that aren't within your control. But when I had the champion, when I thought about Champions League, I thought, okay, the way that I'm going to get there is I need to get on a low, lower place team that will take me, you know, take a risk on me because, because I always, you know, see it as like, I'm a nobody. And, uh, and that, that ended up happening at Usti 
uh, I believe it was the same same team as Lars. Yep. Lars uh, Lars Barnum. Two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Uh, just one year. Just one year. Well, that just season. The, the eighteen nineteen. Yeah, yeah, season. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. And uh, and then I knew my pathway to Champions League was to 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 get on a lower team and then to build up to that. You know, to to have a performance, get on one of the top teams. And since since I wasn't able to kind of maintain. Um, um, a spot on the national team and I thought like how am I going to climb up the ranks professionally and it's like that was that was my pathway you kind of either like you know you get your exposure from being on the national team and like playing in VNL and like then European clubs see you and know who you are and then you know the other the the route that I took was you get on you 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 know you get lucky basically you get your foot in the door with a with a uh, with a club and then you have to basically have a performance. You have to, you have to, it's, it's all up to you to kind of put the numbers up or to impress the right people at the right time. And I managed to do that with, uh, with Carlo Vasco. And then, yeah. And so, and that, that's another thing that I feel is kind of special about next year is because um, I feel like I've, I've, there was less chance involved in getting to that Champions League opportunity. Like I, I've always kind of planned that that was the route that I was going to take. And now I get to play for the team that I won the championship where I earned it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's thrilling. I, you know, I, I don't know how my smile is going to be any bigger than it was this year for next year, but dude, like, and, and that's, and that's assuming that it all happens, you know, you, you never know these days. With all the, yeah. But man, like I, world. that makes me so happy for you that like Thanks. you, you planned it out that way and yeah, you planned yeah. it out and you had that goal and, Someone's alarm's going off outside. Hopefully you don't hear it uh, on the mic. <laughs> no. But you planned out that way of, of, of happening it that way. And it, it came to fruition. And like the yeah. fact that you were able to earn that spot and, and confirm your spot that way, I'm like, man, congratulations. That's that's phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't I'm not afraid to pat myself on the back for that. Yeah, and you should be like you should be. Like I, I think that's definitely something that like you know, maybe more should, people should be doing like, hey, I, I had this goal and and I achieved it. And here I am like reaping the benefits and reaping the rewards. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's it's like it's, it's um, you know, and there's a, there's another there's something to, to be said about like, um, I don't know how you get your first opportunity. And I think a lot of people um, get frustrated with agencies and things like that. And because it's 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 difficult to, to even just get your first opportunity. And, um, but yeah, I just, I just, it's, um, I think in, it wasn't, it wasn't always like as planned out as that, you know, like I tried in France and like, that was the original goal. And, and, and I tried and failed in France. Uh, I didn't perform the way that I needed to, to impress the people to get on to the next level, to get on, you know, to climb up that ladder and, uh, and injuries were, were a part of that, but I don't want to and 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 just my skill level as well um but i was lucky enough to get um you know another another break in uh in in um in usti and yeah so it's just like it's um at some point if there's landing these these positions in uh on high place teams you know there's you know, an agency can, and your agent can get you a contract, but at the end of the day, you kind of get to get in there and you kind of, you kind of got to earn it to, to impress the right people. And then you can kind of go from there.
Yeah, I mean, your agent, your agent can only say so many nice words about you um, yeah, before exactly. someone before someone sees you play and is like, eh. But if you know, if you if you were there and physically show them how you can play and, and here's the results that I've had and here's what I've done in the past, you know, like it's not saying you don't need an agent, but you know, your no, work no, 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 no. your your work has done the talking for you, and I mean, that's that's phenomenal, dude. I'm I'm really Thanks. happy for you that you've you've been able to have that kind of success. Thanks. Thanks, man. Is, yeah. You know, really appreciate that. Who was who was the the player that you were the most excited to play against at Champions League? Yeah. Oh man, that's that's a um cuz like you had some big ones like Namir probably probably prob probably the, the Serbian middles in, in Trentino. Oh. Listen action Prigostinin. Yeah. Because those guys have just been like I've idolized them as being, you know, since forever. Did and, you did uh, you block either of them? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think so. No, no. I think I think I got destroyed by them actually. I think Trentino <laughs> Trentino was my worst game out of the out of the three, even though but but they didn't block me. So hey, so there. There we go. It's fifty fifty <laughs> then, right? Yeah, like, you know, yeah, exactly. May maybe exactly. they're maybe they're like putting on the calendar for next year, being uh, like, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna no, play we Carlo just... Varsco, and we're gonna go after that Canadian kid Wilson because neither of us got him, and we we need to go get him." We were, we were both out there throwing hands for sure. You know, it was just a big slugfest. And I think I think you know, uh, cre credit to my setter too uh, at the time, and because uh, he, I think. I think uh, nobody knew. No, again, right? That's that's the one thing. That's the one advantage that we have as as the the team that doesn't that nobody knows and nobody thinks is going to win, is that there's no respect. And so so you know, uh, our setter at the time, Wesley Kimink, he just you know, he, I just we, we just connected and he just saw like, oh, okay, well they're not you know they're not respecting Mark Block. Well, let's just keep feeding him. And, uh, you know, and it just turned out, it just worked out. So now how much of that champions league experience helped you guys, you know, regain the championship, you know, this week? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, um, it's interesting because, uh, I'll just talk about it from like a, a personal perspective. Um, sure. The, cause the things that I learned from that was was definitely so I've, I've never been in i've never been in a finals like ever like like at a, at a high level you know like a, uh, of course i you know i have a lot of silver medals in high school but that does not <laughs> doesn't count and uh but anyway the um so i've never i've been in in stressful situations for sure you know but it's 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 um learning to compete in that environment was one of the things that I've, um, that was the biggest like growth point, I think for, for, for me this season, um, and having champions league as kind of like a warm up to that was, was I think something that benefited me because I was able to kind of keep a cool head, you know, it's like, it's like, if you, if I said, I said, kind of said to myself, like, if I can do, if I can do that in Champions League, then I can do that here. You know, like it's no matter what, you know, it, it kind of grounded me from a, from a focus and from an, a nervous standpoint, I guess. So, um, and, and two, it was just like, um, and then maybe from a team perspective, yeah, it, 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 we, we grew together as a team in that moment because, um, 
because of the just I think I think we impressed ourselves. I guess you kind of go into it and think that and know and know that you're the team that everybody expects to lose. And then and so then you kind of get that mindset as a team. It's just like, uh, okay, well, this doesn't mean anything, but you know, and then and then when we were kind of fighting and we were like, oh man, things are close. Holy smokes, we could we could actually do something. And then you kind of like, hey, you know, there's this kind of like birth of confidence. So, you know, as a team that I could see us carrying that into the finals as well. Wow. Is the team looking mostly the same for next year? Yeah. 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 There's, uh, there's, um, yeah, yeah. I would say pretty much there's maybe only one or two spots that are different. Wow. So, yeah. So it's any new Canadians or North Americans for you to speak some English with, or you still going to be the only English speaker on the team? Man, I was like, I was really hoping that Casey would make it onto our team because he had a great season and, uh, and, and, uh, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I'm, we, we, re, we re-signed our, uh, our starting opposite. So, um, I know that's, that's what I was really hoping for. I was really, really hoping for another Canadian because there were so many, I was just thinking, or like a couple of Canadian or, or redheads another, hanging or, out or like, yeah, exactly. Right. Like two giant red beards on the team. Like that. Would, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't think it's going to come true. I don't think it's going to come true. I think it's going to be, uh, I'm going to be the only foreigner on the team there. This Or like North American foreigner. Do you feel, um, you know, like, do you, do you have people from like Welford or, you know, Stratford or whatever who contact you and be like, Hey, you know, I've, I've been watching and like, it's been great. Like, do you, do you have a bit of a fan following back at home? Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool to see, uh, you know, you don't, you don't really like, uh, like, I don't expect that people to follow me when I'm, you know, every match or something like that. But, but, um, just, just recently in the finals and seeing all the people that, that, that did watch that I would never would have thought they would have watched or something like that was, was quite exciting. Like, and, and getting responses on, on, um, on Instagram from like the Stratford Cobras, you know, like who, who I haven't, you know, I haven't been in contact with in ages. And it was just like, um, just, it was just heartwarming to kind of feel like, Oh, wow. Like the, yeah, that was a part of my, that was, that was, part of my origin story that was the beginning and and to think that they're they're kind of keeping in touch with this was kind of cool and and um yeah and of course i get lots of support from Guelph university i get you know um shout outs from them on their on their social media and things like that and and uh yeah i, I mean i really hope that i can i don't know i will see we'll see what the summer looks like but every every summer, I always like to kind of go back and try and make an appearance to the athletes that are there. But I don't know if it'll I don't know if it'll work out this summer. But yeah, we'll see. a little bit tougher. I like how you call it your origin story, like you're a superhero in the MCU. Um, hey, I'm, that's the way I feel, right? All the power to you, then, man. Like I, I might <laughs> I might steal that. But why not? Why not? <laughs> I might steal that from now on, but you know, I, it, it was funny because I wrote that article for you after, or, or not for you, but about you after the the first week of Champions League, and it's it's still to this day one of the most uh, you know viewed articles on on the website. Um, and, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Because I, I maybe maybe because people are like, who the hell is this guy? You know, like oh. oh oh interesting cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't what know. It was. I just don't think I'm a big name. Well, you're you're a bigger name now. 
Yeah, that's right. right? <laughs> you know, and like that, and that, and that's what I think is so is is so crazy because, you know, I, I, you know, I definitely get caught in that trap of viewing people as like the same athletes and like the same level they were in university. You know, maybe like in, in club and university because like oftentimes we see that you know the guys who are good in club or the are the guys who are generally good good in university. Um, of course, but then we don't really get to see that that transition of becoming a professional volleyball player and more and more you know especially th- th- these days now where every league has a stream and it's, it's it's pretty easy to to watch all the time and to see that development from being you know a gangly teenager first starting at guelph now to being a starter in a champions league match like that's a that's a pretty damn good origin story if you ask me yeah yeah it's kind of it was kind of cool i'm proud it's it's uh you know i think i took a I took a different route than than a lot of maybe professional players do, and um, and uh, and I feel like I've kind of been playing catch up my whole career because I've started so late. You know, like we take it back to when we were talking about the provincial team and PJ and watching, thinking like the superstar and thinking that I'm nothing, and and um, yeah. So it's just it's uh, but that's that's the best part, you know. It's like there's that's another thing that I've kind of learned with the with the championship is that is that like that championship is just like it's one small moment. Like, yeah, sure, it's it's a huge moment, but the thing that is more rewarding is is feeling and seeing the growth that that championship represents, right? Like you'll have that memory, but really what makes me proud and and what makes me keep doing, you know, every you know, the, the stuff I do every day is is the satisfaction that I get from that kind of development and that growth. I mean, do you have you do you feel like you've caught up yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, I guess I guess not. I guess I uh I don't know. I don't know because it's like I I guess I've never Okay, so this is this is interesting. Um when I started um when I started playing volleyball, you know, like I just, I just said that I wanted to be the greatest, you know, like I said, pretty classic goal as a young, as a young athlete, a young person, like, oh, I just want to be the best. I want to be the number one volleyball player in the world kind of thing. And to me, you know, I set that, I set some goals that would define that. And I said, oh, I'm going to make the national team. I'm going to make the national team. And to me, that was like, that was, that was like, that was the defining feature. Like if I can represent my country that I'm going to define that as the 1%, I'm going to find, define that as being the greatest. And, uh, and to some degree, I, you know, I got there, but I didn't maintain it. And so I thought, and I went through a, you know, a transition do, do period. You still, do you still have a Team Canada jersey with Wilson on the back? Yeah, for sure I do. And you made but it, I want to bro. You that. made it. You yeah, made it. Yeah, yeah. That's more than I have. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But here, I'm getting to my point. All right. So, so, um, so in what I viewed as my failure to maintain that position on the national team, I had to reassess and define my goals. You know, like I built my entire entity on just being like, oh, you've got to try and be the greatest. You know, you've got to try and be the greatest. That means making the national team. And so then I said to myself, like when I, when I kind of re revitalized my goals and, and the idea and the chances of making the national team like really started to slowly kind of drift away, I just said to myself, you know, um just just be better than yesterday's you and and that's that's what i'm what i love doing and and i just 
And, and I get a lot of like day-to-day -day satisfaction by just looking back, you know, on the small things that I did yesterday and if I can do them better and if I've done them better now, you know, and that puts a smile that makes me happy, you know, day to day. And so, um, I just left that as my goal. And so I don't have, I don't have any like major giant, like, um, yeah, volleyball goals. And so for me, it's like, have I made it? Like, do you think I've caught up? Well, you know, there's still players that are better than me. And I still think that I can be better than yesterday's me. So I'm just going to keep, keep going. And then, you know, when I finally retire, then maybe you can ask me the question again and see if I think that I've made it or not. So I mean, that's kind of like my mindset. I feel like if I ask you that question after you retire and stuff like that, and trust me, I will, we'll, we'll circle back to this once you retire. Um, yeah. And I feel like the answer is going to be no. And I, yeah. re I respect that a lot. Do you feel like that change of mindset is what's led to the success? Because I know that, you know, I suspect that so many different athletes who have have that goal of being the best. And at the end of the day, you know, ultimately only one person can can be the best. Like only one person is going to be that Michael Jordan, that LeBron James, and, and stand at the top of that that pinnacle. And you know what? that that realization yeah. might might be crushing. And and that change of mindset seems to me yeah. like that that's really what's led to your success and and ultimately your happiness. Yeah. So uh, I'm really glad you mentioned that because um, that's like that's that's one of the big things that i've kind of realized over my career is that um you know it's like i think that saying and having a goal is like i want to be michael jordan is i think that's i don't think it's a good goal personally i think that everybody starts runs the same race at a different starting position and some people have to work harder to catch up and they can catch up but ultimately everybody's going to have a different starting point. And so comparing yourself to another person, I think doesn't get you anywhere um, because, because of that difference in starting point, you know, you, and, and I think that it's better to just, uh, you know, compare, com just compare yourself against, against you kind of thing. Like I, like I was just saying, and use like say Michael Jordan, as a role model and understand and learn, learn, learn from that knowledge rather than aspire to, to be him. Um, yeah. Understand why he and how he got to the places that he did and then use that to kind of uh, as, as your models and things like that. But um, yeah, so it's um, yeah, that's kind of just what's, what's driven me is that, and, and the other thing too is, is about the, the idea where people, you know, start in different positions in the race is that there's, I've learned that there's a lot of things that you can't control. And, um, you know, you don't know who's looking at you at the right time. You know, you don't know who's going to be impressed with you to get on the certain team that you want. And I focused, found that if you um, focus any kind of energy on things that you can't control that it just ends up being a waste of time because you just get frustrated with those things. And if you decide to put that energy into the, the things that you, you know, you can look after and you can, you can control, you just, you just work, you, you just grow so much better. And so, so that's kind of like where I've, 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 uh, you know, I guess created kind of my own philosophy that I live by is, 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 um, yeah. Learn from the people around you, but then, uh, you know, don't compare yourself to them. Wow, dude, that's powerful.
That's uh, thank you for sharing that because uh, I think a lot of people need to hear that. You know, and it, 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 whether it's in volleyball or whether it's it's just in life. You know, that's more of yeah. a, that's more of a life philosophy than it is a volleyball philosophy, right? Yeah, I guess I guess, and I'm not I'm not preaching it as like the right answer that that everybody should do that. I just found that I as soon as I I kind of ditched you know some the goals that I didn't have control over, say say like maybe make the national team. I just started to feel happier, you know, and I started to I started to um there was less opportunities where you know like like the other middle blockers for example i would start to get really frustrated and understand and like not and or the people that any any competition in any sense i started to think about them you know to appreciate their accomplishments rather than be frustrated with them because they were my competition and trust and 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 rather than just just start to learn from them and use that to better myself so yeah anyway it's yeah, i guess i'm i'm close to on 30 so you'll you'll learn a thing or two over over a little while <laughs> yeah man we're, we're we're getting we're starting to get up there in age eh? we're not uh we're not spry young guys anymore um um you know playing in the ova yeah exactly <laughs> if, if you had to if you had to like look back over your origin story is there anything you would change Oh man. Yeah. I've thought about that, um, constantly, you know, and you start to think about, like, I thought about that a lot. And, um, uh, it's, it's a hard question because, um, given, given what I, what I knew when, when I was at the, the younger ages or something like that, I'm really proud of, of where I've, where I've come to be. If it's a situation where, you know, I could go back, I could take my older self and talk to my younger self. Um, yeah, there's, there's loads of things that I would change. Um, but I think it's a dangerous, you know, mindset to have, right? Because you, you, that's, it's hard not to, to turn that into kind of regrets, but from a learning perspective, um, yeah, like, I guess, I guess I would, I would tell myself to, to probably take a different route if I was, uh, if I knew, cause like early, earlier on, if, if I knew that professional, if I knew I was going to be a professional athlete, I would change a lot of things. I would change the route that I would take, you know, I would, I would change my priorities when I was younger, but since I didn't know that that was, you know, that was, that was the path, you know, that's that's why it took so long i guess to get where i am right now but yeah yeah i would i would i would teach myself a little bit more i mean hey, I suppose. That, that's that's a great answer i mean yeah, we no. we would all wouldn't we all love to do that eh if if we yeah, knew, exactly. if we knew exactly. we, but but at the same time it, it can yeah exactly it can, can be da- can be dangerous you know but but i would just um yeah yeah i, I think maybe maybe i would i would try and convince myself not to go to university i would i would see i would think if i was to go back like just from a volleyball perspective i would just say um um 16 year old me i would write a letter to fdc and i would say um you know i want to be a part of your program i want to be a part of your program for life like i want to dedicate myself to the sport to your program you know take me on you know like i would i would that's what I would go tell my 16, 16 year old self to do and just be a part of 
like a hundred percent volleyball all the time. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you, you learn so much from, from growing up in university and things like that, you, you know, maybe I'd be a different person, but from a volleyball perspective, yeah, I think that's what I would do. I mean, I had to say, I like the Mark Wilson that we have now, and we wouldn't have this Mark Wilson if it wasn't for all of those experiences. So, um, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm glad the way that, you know, I'm glad the path that, that you took and I'm, I'm very happy for you that, um, you know, you found so much success and, and happiness both, you know, on re like, you know, success can be defined in, in certain ways and hundred percent, I think success can be defined by championships and, you know, appearances in, in the champions league, but you've also found success on your own terms. And I think that might be the most important thing of it all. Thanks. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I think you've wrapped it up nicely because uh, even though I won the gold medal, you know, I just, it's, it's taught me that I've, I've found something that I just really love, something that I can cherish and, and just keep continuing to do. Is it real gold, the gold medal? Okay. Let's see it. Let's see it. Okay. So they gave you a dummy medal, which is this one. Oh, okay. All right. With the, the classic, the classic blue, red, and white ribbon, you know, just like we're yeah. playing Timbit soccer again. Love it. And then they give you this thing. Oh, man. Look at that. Okay. And so I'm pretty sure this says, you asked, is it real gold? Um, I don't think it's 100% real gold. It's a steel, it's a silver coin that's gold plated. So okay. kind of close. Wow. It's, it's something. That is, hey, kinda, that's, that's great. Kind of neat, eh? A nice little, like, official uh, official uh, certificate there, too. That's yeah, like... I can start my trophy box, right? <laughs> hey, it's the first At one. Home. It's the first it's one. The first, first and only one, just right there. I'm going to have a big, giant trophy box with just this thing in it. Hey, man, awesome. you're, you're going to have that forever, and you're going to be able to show that to <laughs> You're going to be able to show that to your kids and grandkids and you know, like, Oh hey, yeah. You, you may hey, not fingers crossed to have them. Yeah. You, you may not be able to, to, to see it now, but back in the day, your old man was, uh, was pretty good, pretty good at the old volleyball. Yeah, that's right. You know, I like to think so anyway. Hey man, so. I, I've always thought you were really good. And I mean, obviously other people do too, since you're over there playing professionally, but, uh, Dude. Well, thanks, Everett. No, 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 thank you, man. Like it's, it's been great to kind of reconnect with you and, uh, and, and chat here. Um, it's, as I said, it was so much fun. It, it was fun from like a nostalgic point of view being like, Hey, that's someone like I, I grew up with and, and I know when I played against, you know, playing champions league, it's, it's one thing to see like the, the, the big names in, in, in Canadian volleyball do that. And of course there's another sense of pride, but, um, it was it was great to see you and do that and thrive the way you did and enjoy it the way you did. As I said, like y you could visually see that you were happy what you were doing, and that you were having a a, a, a just a great time with it. I mean, maybe maybe it's a bit of a, a bias because before this, I was watching the uh, the highlight videos that you put together on on your Instagram feed and and just and just watching those. Those are great, by the Go way. Go check them out. L love them. You guys, <laughs> you guys should check them out uh, on Marks. Actually, when I uh, when I share this on Instagram, I'll share one of those for for on on the page for, for for people Appreciate to see. It. But uh, and Appreciate you can hundred percent just see like the joy that he brings to the court. And you know what? I think more players should should play that way. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, as I said, super happy for you and, and your success. Um, super happy that you're still out there playing the the game that you love. And ultimately, super happy for you that you still love the game. You know, I know so many people who 
don't like volleyball anymore. And I completely, I there's no shade whatsoever. I've gone through those periods of, of times myself where I'm like, you know, F this. I'm not playing volleyball. I'm not, I have nothing to do with volleyball. But you're out there loving it and living it. And man, I think yeah, that that's the it's, best. It's uh, it's it's grown to be more than a sport for me. You know, it's it's kind of like uh, it's 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 not just learning the game, and it does teach you a lot of a lot of things about just life in general. I think you can apply a lot of life lessons to what you learn in volleyball, and and uh, yeah, so yeah, I, hopefully I'll get to come back and share them back in Canada, and and we'll, you know, who knows what's next. Yeah, absolutely. I. I have to say, whatever kid gets you as a coach in the future it is, is is really the one who's who's benefiting it. All of this, I, I have to say that. I hope. I hope so. Wait, I hope I'm. I hope I'm a, a better coach than I am a player. So, you know what? I'm. I'm willing to say you. You will be. Like I, I think I, I know your your character enough and and your level of intelligence enough to know that whatever you get from being a player you're going to be able to, able to apply that twofold or threefold to, to being a coach so i for oh, one well, thanks, I, I for one can't wait till you're you're coaching but i'm also saying like don't worry coaching will still be there in 10 years um but playing won't be okay so right. let's right. let's, let's just let's Deal. just let's just run with this playing as far yep. as you can go as long sure. as you can go uh, and then once you're done I'm sure any university, college, club, whatever would would be happy to have you. Um, quick question: cool. Where's 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 your your fiance from? She's from Kingston. Kingston. All right. So, have you guys yeah. ever had that conversation of where you'd like to settle down in the future? I'm just I'm just you know recruiting for you no, for no, your, your next club or hey, anything hey, for the future. No, no, it's cool. We'll get some feelers out right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah. So, um, Darrell's family lives in Kingston. Uh, so. We're actually going to be married in Kingston um, this summer. Wow. Congratulations. And, um, thank you. Yeah, I get a ring and a medal this year. It's <laughs> also a great start. You're, you're and, winning. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so I think we, we've talked about it, and I think Kingston is going to be the place where I'll settle down. So, you know, Gabe DeGroote. King, you know Queens University, like hey. I, I think I hear Brenda Willis and the Kingston uh, Kingston volleyball it, club you, calling you out right away. You, like the, the phone's already. You know, ringing. if I'm living in Kingston and you need an assistant coach or somebody to hit down balls at your boys, you know, I mean, give me a call. Grape de Groot is a former Guelph Griffin, so you've got that Guelph connection there. You know, getting it, getting it, it is, done potentially. It I mean, that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just touching on that. Yeah, right, I, like, that's a that's I, a program I mean, that's done amazing things in the past uh, couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I would love to be. I would love to be part of a part of a university program for sure. You know, at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know where. Uh, I think. I think it's like what. Oh, I have lots of lots of ideas and aspirations for it because I I really like teaching young kids, like really young kids, um, and or all really all levels. Um, but but um, yeah. The, like teaching young kids the foundation of the sport basically is yeah. something that I really really enjoy. I think that's so yeah. important, and it's and it's you're you're, you're yeah. very much right. It's it's the, in my view, it's the area most needed for development in Canada right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like it's uh it's, I I don't think the country recognizes how good we are actually at the sport. You know, and right, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, like Canadians are, are pretty good at volleyball, like in, in the in the in the world ranking. And um and you know, we're still there just isn't the 
the programs that support, you know, younger, younger development, like it, it, as soon as, as soon as you can skate, we put people on, you know, we give them a stick and put them on the ice. Right. Or as soon as you can walk, you can skate, I guess is maybe a better way to put it. Absolutely. So, uh, so I, I guess, I guess in the future, I would love to, to try and foster a way that as soon as you can walk, you can start to play volleyball kind of thing. Like that's what I would love to bring back to our, you know, to tennis for the, for the next stage, the next stage. But, but as you said, I'm going to keep playing down the, down the road, down the road a little bit, but yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent think that, you know, I played, I was playing soccer at five. I was playing hockey at six. Um, you know, I, you, 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 exactly. you play those sports early. Why can't we play a, a very, a different version of, of volleyball? You know, soccer, yeah, you play okay. with a smaller ball, smaller, smaller, uh, smaller field. I almost said terrain in, in French. I don't know why, where my brain went French there. In hockey, we play 10 bits, half, half court. We can figure it out. Badminton nets, tennis nets, whatever for, for volleyball. So once, once you're, once you're ready to that, I've got plenty of resources for you to, uh, to, to look yeah. into and people who would love think, to help um, you with that. I've, uh, I've, I've said, um, to Doral, you know, like, um, um, we're going to have uh, balloons in our house all the time. Like there's going to be a balloon or two in every room because I, I want, I don't want to, I don't want to push my, my child into playing volleyball. So I want to just like secretly inspire them to, you know, to, to resonate with volleyball and kids love balloons. And I've taught at younger, you like really young, really, you know, like, um, I did a, I did a, a little stint at, uh, McGill university teaching their volleyball, um, sports program. And that was like ages from, I think they had like four year olds was the youngest that I was teaching volleyball to and balloons is like all kids love balloons. at a younger age. So you know, any parents that want their kids to learn volleyball, you know, put some balloons in your house, just have balloons around and kids will just naturally start to pick them up and start playing with them in their hair. I so mean, that's, that's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to inspire Canadian youth. I mean, that's, that's or what Canadian that toddlers, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what that, that uh, a meme is eh? it's just like volleyball is just a more intense version of keep the, the balloon off the, the ground. And I mean, as kids, we've all played it. And uh, that's exactly what, what volleyball is. You just keep the ball off the ground and yeah. put it on the other team's ground and you win. Exactly. 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 So, well, yeah. Mr. Wilson, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to uh, chat with me today. As I said, it was great to kind of reconnect with you and, and hear your origin story. Um, like that, that story of da about Dave Steiner, opening up the gym door for you down the sketchy alley is, yeah. is great and might, you know, might stay in the annals or annals, sorry, of, um, one of my favorite volleyball origin stories, uh, uh of all time. Um, and as I said yeah. before, congratulations. Cool. On well, to share. Yeah, absolutely. And, and hopefully, hopefully maybe some kid in Stratford hears that and takes the jump that if they don't have a club team around, although I think that's starting to change now, um, that they, they, they can go play elsewhere because you know, you never know. You might end up like Mark Wilson and winning championships and playing in the champions league one day. Who knows? Who knows? Right. Who knows? Well, well dude, thank <laughs> really you so much. Thank you so exactly. much for uh, taking the time to, to chat with me today. And, uh, yeah, best of luck. Take some time off. Uh, enjoy the castles around Czech Republic. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you at some point when you're, when you're back here. And uh, yeah, just congratulations, man. I'm really happy that uh, that you're happy and doing well.
Thanks, Everett. It was a pleasure to be on the show. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, guys. You should guys you should go check out uh, Mark on Instagram and check out those highlights that he has from uh, the Champions League because they're pretty awesome. And I mean, going toe to toe with the world's best—it's not every day you get to do that, and not every Canadian kid gets to do that. And uh, you got to do it. So, congratulations, dude, once again. And uh, thanks a lot. And guys, thank you for checking out the Volleyball Source uh, Volleyball Source podcast. Sorry, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Thanks, Mark.